Good morning, everybody. Uh, we are uh, going to read this week the Perashah Bereshit. Uh, we often say that it's difficult. The Perashah Bereshit is probably the most difficult in the, in the entire Torah to understand. You have uh, even the first word, Bereshit, we have uh, thousands and thousands of pages written just on this one word. And it's the Perashah that we often have the least amount of time to study because we complete the holidays typically <laughs> like look at this year we uh, we had Shemini Atzeret uh, on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday and what time do we have left for uh, for Bereshit so we're going to have a brief class we're going to focus on one point one thing came up which was interesting during the uh, Hakafot we say uh, in the first Hakafa we say that that Hashem should please help us and he should help us how? Kola kavanot, all the kavanot which we should be thinking. And it should be ke'ilu kivanu bikola kavanot. It should be as if we meditated on all of the meditations. And it's interesting, the meditations so difficult sometimes, and sometimes we just completely ignore them and leave it with that statement, that if we meditated. But in order to make our tefilot much more personal, much more special, much more connected, we have to have some idea of what's going on, what's happening within those tefilot. Uh, one of the most difficult tefilot, and we mentioned it on, on Saturday night, is the tefillah of, of, uh, of the blessing of the moon. Of uh, And we're going to announce the moon, for example, we announce the moon this Shabbat, and next week... We celebrate Rosh Chodesh, and then the week after, we can begin to say the blessing on the moon, Seder Vikata Levana. Uh, my brother Victor wrote something. Uh, he wrote Bereshit 5779, elucidation of Bikata Levana. We're going we're gonna to have the class based on that. I'm going to try to simplify it a little bit. Victor is very, very deep, much, much deeper than me, and I think a lot of times... There, it's it's Hamevin Yavin, the person who's going to understand will understand, and uh, it gets very deep. So we're going to try to simplify it, and I hope I don't simplify it too much. But uh, when we discussed it on uh, on Thursday night, we were able to try to get a little bit of an understanding, and I think it'll be helpful to all of us. So that's why we're going to record it now. When we say Birkata Levana, we go through a series of uh, of psalms. We say the blessing on the uh, on the moon, and then what we do is we go through a, a post prayer sort of, and we say Tov Israel. We say that three times, and then we say a verse which seems to be the crux of the uh, of the blessing, and this is Baruch Yotzrich, Baruch Osich. Baruch Konich, Baruch Borich. And we have to say it in this order. And these four words, what do they have anything to do with? What, 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 are, they, what are they talking about? Uh, we have to understand that. And then we do Keshem Shanachnu Merakedim. Just like we are uh, jumping and we have a custom that we, we raise our feet up three times each time we say this 
similar to when we do kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. Some people actually jump up a little bit. We can't reach up to you. And then what happens is we go through all of these things we say three times, three times, three times. Before that, though, we have a verse to destroy our enemies. And and then what do we do? We say, And then we take the same verse and we repeat the verse in the reverse. Then again, we go three times. David Melech Yisrael, We do that three times. Amen, three times. Netzach, three times. And finally, we have a verse, Lev Tahod Berali Elohim. We say that seven times. Seven times. And we, we look forward to when the moon will be again like it was at creation. The moon like the sun. Really, we have to try to understand what's going on. What are we saying? And if we can understand a little bit, it will help so much when we do Birkata Levana. The rabbis tell us that when we do Birkata Levana, a person should realize that they're protected that month from Mitam Mishuna, from a strange death. And we heard so many stories about rabbis who who focused on this and who, who gave examples on on it, and uh, so it, it's it's incumbent upon us to recite Birkata uh, Levana. And uh, I saw a beautiful thought also brought by the Benish Hai that uh, a person who's looking for his uh, his his uh, his wife, a person who wants to get married, he should focus on Birkata Levana, and uh, and, uh, and and that should help him to. Uh, to find his zivug. Uh, women, though, should not say Birkata Levana, but they should say at the beginning of the month, Baruch Mechadesh Chodashim. They should say, and when the congregation says Birkata Levana, the women should say Baruch Mechadesh Chodashim, and then Simman Tov Tihilan Yisrael three times. But they shouldn't say, and I think we'll understand a little bit about why they shouldn't say as we as we go through this. As we go through this, so let's look. Let's go to this week's parasha because this week's parasha is going to help us understand a little bit about Birkata Levana. We have in this week's parasha uh, on the third day, Vayomer Elohim. Uh, I'm sorry, on the on the fourth day, Vayomer Elohim, and Hashem says, Yehime Orot There should be uh, lights in the in the rakia of the of the heavens. To separate between the day and the night. Says Rashi that the the stars, the moon, the sun, they were all created on the first day of creation, but they're set into their 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 place in the fourth day. It's not so easy to understand the whole idea of Bereshit uh, and. Uh, and what was created, how it was created. I, I don't think that the Bereshit is telling us uh, an order somewhat. It's more giving us lessons. We have to remember that. And uh, these are going to serve to, uh, in the rakia of the heaven, to light up the, the earth. And then the, the key pasuk. Hashem made... 
two great luminaries, Rashi says. They were created of equal size. But that of the moon was diminished because she complained and said it's impossible for two kings to make use of one crown. Because the Pasu continues, after we have two Me'orot Gedolim, two giant ones, suddenly we have Ma'or HaGadol and Mishel HaTayom, the large, the large one to rule over the day, and the small one to rule over the night. So the Midrash says that originally they were the same size, Gemara says, and what happened was the moon said, Hashem, can't be two of us the same size. Hashem shrunk the moon. What's going on? What's really the lesson for us to learn? What is it really explaining on a spiritual on a spiritual level? <clears throat> so we said how the Torah says they were originally the same size. Let's look at that on the spiritual side. There's a what? What's the spiritual manifest? What the, the the physical manifestation of something spiritual is the sun and the moon. What is that spiritual source, which which relates to this and will help us understand? So to understand, let's begin with the idea of the sefirot. So we have the concept of sefirot. We have four. We have ten sefirot, ten sefirot, and we could divide them into four. Uh, into four groups, but the ten sefirot basically are channeling the light or the energy, for, for simplification, we'll use those words, from above down to below. Sort of filters or transformers in order to allow us to make use of the light. Because the light at the very beginning is impossible to make use of, and only once it filters down are we able to make use of it. These ten sefirot have a counterpart in the name of Hashem. If you look at the name of Hashem, you could look at it and you see the Yud, and there's a He, and then there's a Vav, and then there's a He. The light, the source of the light, the Keter, is coming from the, the top of the Yud. The top of the Yud. And that top of the Yud spreads through the Yud. The Yud, we, we relate to the concept of Chochmah. And that comes through the upper hay. The upper hay we relate to the concept of Binah. And then it channels through the six, Zeranpin, the six, which is Chochmah, sorry, which is Chesig, Gvurat, Tiferet, Hod, Netzach, and then finally through Yisod. And that channels into the lower lower level, the bottom one, which is the hay, the bottom hay, the second hay, which is malchut. So there's a system of the light coming from above down to below. Now, the vav represents what's receiving from the upper light. So if we divide it into sections, we have the upper section, which is keter into chokmah. Then we have Bina, which is which is the the upper hay, then we have the vav, and then finally the hay. Those are the four parts. So the light is coming down. Now the vav transmits the light into the lower hay. This vav is the equivalent of the sun. This is the sun drawing, and the sun then giving to 
the lower hay. The lower hay signifies the moon. The lower hay is what was saying, listen Hashem, can't I just receive directly from the upper hay? Why is it necessary for me to receive through the vav? Now the system is that the vav transfers to the lower hay, and the lower hay is sort of a reservoir. The, the vav we can also call kudshabirichu, while the hay is associated with the shekhinah. The shekhinah. We often talk about the shekhinah being in galut. The shekhinah is in a lower spiritual position, and it's receiving. And one of the reasons it's necessary for the shekhinah to be in the lower, the lower, is because the shekhinah is, in essence, helping us. It's helping us. Victor writes that there's a secret in Eshet Chayel concerning the Shekhinah. It says, Vatiten Teref Lebeta. It says, when she, she's giving nourishment to her, to her household. So, what's happening? Her task is to provide spiritual nourishment to the household. Who's that? That's us. So, the Shekhinah descends into this lower level in order to assist us. We, we, we also say in the Birkata Levana, Levana Amad, to Levana we say, that we're hoping that in the future she's going to be able to be parallel to the Vav and receive nourishment directly from, from the upper hay, from the Bina. And we're going to talk about that a little more. And we say, It should be that the light of the moon should be like the light of the sun. So we, if we look at various, various uh, commentaries explaining Birkat Levana, we see that all the words in, this, in, the, in, the, in the Tefillah relate really to these concepts. When we talk about Baruch Yotzrich, Baruch Osich, Baruch Konich, Baruch Borich, these words, Yotzrich, Osich, Konich, Borich, on the one hand, they spell Yaakov. So they remind us of Yaakov. Yaakov is our connection. Tveret is our connection to above. But really, the word Yotzrich alludes to the heavenly world of Yetzirah. This is the world of formation. Osich to that of Asiyah, making. Konich to Atzilut, closeness. And Borich to that of Beriah, creation. So we have the highest world, the highest world, the source of everything is this Olam Atzilut. And this olam atzilut is where the upper three could be found, the upper the upper level could be found. This this highest light, and from there we descend into the olam haberia. Olam haberia is the world of creation. What is creation? It's yesh me'ayin, something created from nothing. We sometimes say abra kedabra, abera kedabera. I will create as I will speak. It's when something is created from nothing. It's beria. It's very high level. Below that is the world of Yetzirah. Yetzirah is a world of formation. Formation is creation from something else. Taking something and creating something else from it. And finally, the lowest world is the world of Asiyah. is the world of doing. This is our world. We have the ability to do. We have the ability to do. So there's a descent from above to below. So when we're saying these words in the Birkata Levana, we're relating to this idea of the descent in some way of the light of these four 
different worlds. Of these four different worlds. Furthermore, the rabbis tell us there are seven levels which the Shekhinah can find itself in. And the Shekhinah in these lower seven levels, those levels where the Shekhinah will be are dependent upon us. They're dependent on our fulfillment of the mitzvot. They're, our, they're dependent on our tefillot. They're dependent on our, on our uh, learning Torah, on our doing chesed. We have a tremendous effect on the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah is residing with us to help us. And we decide where it is. The lower it falls, the more dangerous it is, and the more the ability for the klipot to attack and to sort of suck off from it. And this, again, will help us to understand what we're doing in Birkat HaLevana. So when we say it, even at the very end, we say, Lev Tahor Liberal. These are for the seven levels. We say it seven different times. The, the tefillah that we say within, and we say, Tipol Alehem, this is against our enemies, that they should fall. And this is because, and this is to protect, because when the Shekhinah is falling down into the lower level, we're, we're saying this word to protect against the negative forces, these klipot. We say it forward, and then we say it backwards. We say it forward and backward in order to, again, to help us to protect, to, to, uh, to send forth these negative klipot, uh, upon uh, and 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 we want to to cut them off from access. We also ask King David, who's associated with the Shekhinah, and that's why we bring up the name. We, we bring up David Melech Israel Chayvekayam, and again we do all of these things three times because we're alluding to the upper three worlds, which are feeding into the lower world where the Shekhinah is, and that's why we have David Melech Yisrael Chai V'chayam, Amen, 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 Nesach, 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 Sela, 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 Vayed, 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 all of those things we're repeating in order to to help us to uh, to draw down the, the energy from the upper level to the lower level, the upper level to the lower level. So there's so much going on in Birkat Levana, and the truth, we really only touched upon it. So what we're trying to do in Birkata Levana is we're trying to unify the lower with the upper. This sort of, again, evokes this idea of a marriage. So the groom is trying to connect with the, with the, with the bride. And this is the idea why perhaps it's, 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 uh, it's, it's good and the rabbis bring that someone who's looking for his bride should, should focus and have the Kavana in Birkata Levana because that's all about the connection. You know, it was interesting, Rabbi Avitan used to say that there's something we should also be thinking about when we say Birkat Levana. When we say Birkat Levana, we should realize that what did the moon do? The moon complained. And when someone complains, you never win. You never win. You never win. And and we see any time someone is complaining to Hashem, there's always going to be uh, a problem. Uh, finally, now, how do we connect? You know, so what, what we want to do basically is we want to connect this lower hay to the upper hay. That's what we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to when the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun. We have to remember also that this concept of this vav, of this middle section, sometimes we could relate this whole section to the mazalot, to the constellations, to the idea of luck. 
And even though we say en mazal Israel, there's no luck to Israel, we have to remember that the reality is there is, but we have the ability or the possibility to overcome the mazal and raise ourselves up to a higher level so the mazal doesn't have any effect on us. We see this with Abraham Avinu, Abraham our father, when he realizes he can't have children. He says, I look in the stars, Hashem, I see I can't have children. So it says Hashem takes him to a place. And Hashem takes him to a place and he says to Abraham, Habetna, please look. And the word Habet, if you see its use, especially in Tehillim, we see Habet is when you're looking from above, down to below. So he's taking Abraham to a place and he says, look down, look down where? Look down at the stars. So Hashem took Abraham to a place above the stars where he could look down upon the, upon the stars. Therefore, Hashem is taking him to a place above the stars where the stars won't have an effect on him. This we relate to the upper hay, to this concept of Bina. This is the higher hay. When can we connect the lower hay, which is where we are, which is the Shekhinah, to the higher hay, avoiding the Vav in the middle? The possibility extends to us really each Shabbat. Each Shabbat we have this ability to connect the lower hay to the higher hay. How do we do that? The rabbis tell us that Shabbat is the mekor beracha. It's the source of blessing. A person should realize all of his income is coming from Shabbat. And someone's going to ask a question, how could all my income be coming from Shabbat? That's the day I don't work. But that's the day that we can connect directly to the source, to the higher source, which is this higher hay, which is the light of binah to come into us completely. The rabbis tell us that on Shabbat we have a neshama yetera. Uh, an additional soul, we call it. Uh, discussing it with Rabbi Abitan, we never like to call it an additional soul. The problem is, do we really have two people inside us at that point? You know, hello, how are you? What's doing? Oh, nice to see you. Is it like, you know, Sybil and the two of them are talking to each other? Well, what's really going on? And the way the rabbi would explain it is the Neshama Yetera is actually an expansion of our soul. It's a possible expansion of our soul from the place it is in the lower hay all the way up to the upper hay. And we have specifically three times during the night prayer service of a Shabbat when we could accept this Neshama Yetera and we could raise our lower hay to the upper hay or draw down the upper hay to the lower hay. We see the Benishchai brings, we see the Kafachayim brings. All based on the Arizal that a person accepts that Neshama Yetera on the Friday night. The first component of the additional soul, of that expansion of the soul, remember we're trying to expand all the parts of our soul, is expanding the Nefesh, the lower level. And we do that when we say Bo'i Kala. At the end of the Lecha Dodi song, we say Bo'i Kala. We're greeting the Kala. We're greeting the Kala. And in doing that, we're raising our soul up, the level of, the lower level of nefesh. When we say barechu, now we should keep in mind that we say barechu atashem mevorach, baruch hamonoyah mevorach leolam va'ed. We say that before the blessings of Shema, we say that a number of times in our tefilot. Many people, when they hear barechu, they lift themselves up a little from their chair, they nod their head a little lift from their chair. Some people get up and actually bow. Some people do nothing. What's the proper thing to do? 
the way we were taught is that all of the barichu, a person could sit, doesn't have to do anything. But there's one barichu, the barichu at Arbit of Shabbat, that a person should get up, he should fully bow, and he should fully raise himself up. Because at that barichu, he's taking on this raising of the level of the neshama of ruach. And in some way, by bowing down, one is drawing that upper hay down, and lifting up, one is having in mind to bring that lower hay to the upper hay, and to connect in a way that the two hays are connecting directly, so that we're taking our sustenance directly from Bina, and we're avoiding in some way the middle part, the mazalot, and there we go beyond our mazal, beyond the mazal, above the mazal. That's the second level. The third time is ufros alenu. Ufros alenu, that's at the end of the, of the final prayer of the, of the blessings of Shema, right before the Amidah. When we say ufros alenu, we should make sure that we're standing. And again, we should feel that we're taking on, at this point, the level of neshama, of neshama, of yitra, of the expansion of the soul. It's interesting that the question came up, what happens to a person who, who's praying by themselves and we don't have barichu? The Ben Ishai brings that a person right before barichu, if he's praying by himself, he can cite a brayta which talks about the angels reciting barichu. And we see this in some of the siduri. Although it's interesting that Rav Avadya, Chacham Avadya, he, he frowns upon this, but I think that this became more popular. I discussed it with someone yesterday, especially when we were stuck at home during COVID. What are we supposed to do? We weren't praying many times with a minyan. And so this actually helped us because it's necessary before we could accept the ruach to accept the nefesh. But before we could accept the neshama, we have to accept the ruach. So we have to have all three components in order to raise ourselves up. So it's necessary in some way to have this barichu. So again, when we have these different ideas, it helps us to understand what are we doing in our tefillot? What are we having in mind? What's the kavanah? It's much better to have some kavanah, even if it's a little kavanah, even if we're just touching, touching on the surface of the essence. Because the truth is, at least me, I'm not getting there. I don't know how far I can get God willing, I get closer and closer and further and further. But for me, it's really true. It's as if we meditated on all the proper meditations. But when we have a little bit of an understanding, a little bit of an understanding, then it takes the whole tefillah that we're saying at And when I'm lifting my feet three times, I'm realizing that what am I doing? I'm lifting the Shekhinah level, level, level. I'm trying to lift myself with the Shekhinah because I'm with the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah in some way is dependent on me. It's an unbelievable idea for us to have in mind that the tefillah is the, that the Shekhinah is dependent on me. It's staying with me. So if I go down, I bring it down with me. But if I rise up, I take it up with me. It, it's just makes us that much more relevant to this whole world. And when we're saying that tefillah, we have in mind, Lev Tahor, these are the seven levels. Lev Tahor, Berali Elohim, these are the seven levels. When we're saying Baruch Yotzrich, we're connecting to these 
four worlds and the 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 shem of Hashem, the yud, the k, the vav, and the k. We could envision all of this. We have this kavanah in mind, and it takes out tefillah from just words to some some thinking. And especially then again, Friday night. Could you imagine? I have the ability to make Shabbat the Mekod Berachah through the expansion of my soul, which is a gift from Hashem, gives to me. I say, boy, kala, and I'm expanding my soul, barechu, I'm lifting it up. Ufros alenu, spread upon us. I'm, I feel it wrapping around me. This is something, this is something that we could do. The little bit of kavanah. So let's go beyond ki'ilu kivanu, as if we thought, and at least begin to take a little bit of the kavanot, a little bit just to make our prayers, our tefillot, much more, much more wholesome, much more personal, much more connectable. I want to wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom Yivorach. Uh, if anybody wants to read Victor's uh, essay in detail, it's, he, he posted it, I th- uh, but you can, uh, you can send me an email or a, uh, a text and I'll, I'll forward it to you. Again, Shabbat Shalom, everybody, and Bezirat Hashem will uh, we'll, we'll connect again next week.